Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another RFC minicast. Um, this is going to be another Toytastic episode as we return to regularity, uh, so to speak. Um, joining us, XV and Melvar. How you doing, boys? Pretty good. Mm, fiber. Mm, yes, Fiber. Uh, the Kilbys are a big fan of Fiber. If you listen to Get the Skinny, you'll know that uh, Kim Kilby and Brian Kilby are um, openly pro-fiber in the most extreme of ways so um if you have any like fiber tips uh, tweet brian he'll uh, he'll accept them the only thing i listen to that has kill beyond is uh happy day in wilkes i don't blame you that is a di- <laughs> that's a diamond in the rough for sure um yes listen to happy day um i think he does he post that to tfra.net or is that kind of like his underground podcast I think that's just on his uh, Kilby domain. Yeah, so you're going to have to follow him on Twitter. Find Brian Kilby's Twitter, and when he posts a happy day, listen to it. You won't be uh, you won't be regretting that. So, guys, before we get into a full breakdown and review of um, Grand Galvatron, Unite Warriors Gan- uh, Grand Galvatron, I would be remiss if I didn't ask for you guys to have hot takes on the masterpiece news that has kind of broken in the last few days as the t- at uh, the time of this recording. One... We have a prototype of uh, Masterpiece Inferno, and two, it looks like we're going to get a second Beast Wars Masterpiece in the form of Cheetor. Um, so Inferno, which we knew it was coming, we finally see him, and Cheetor, who is coming, and we were maybe expecting Megatron and two and done, but guess not. So both these things have kind of become a thing in the news. Uh, XV, I will ask you first, what are your uh, quick hot takes on both Masterpiece Inferno and apparently Cheetor. <laughs> Inferno confuses me just because, like, it looks so much more like the cartoon model than any of the third-party ones, mm-hmm. which is in itself not surprising, but, like, there's just elements of what it looks like where it's hard to see, like, okay, this goes here and here, and then you get a truck. Yeah, especially like, from is, the waist down, right? Yeah, there's just big chunks of that that does not look like it goes anywhere in the vehicle mode. Uh, indeed, Melvar. I know you are um, you are not the biggest Beast Wars fan in the world, but you are a G one fan. So, what are your thoughts on what you've seen of Masterpiece Inferno? Uh, I think Inferno looks great. Uh, a little plain at this stage. I really want to see what he looks like in color, and uh, gives me hope for the future of uh, repaints of you know Grapple and others. Yes, Hardfire. Hardfire, Hard nice for sure. Hauler. Hard fire would be good. Yeah, a holler in there. I think I think my answer to your question of what he's going to look like in color is red. So yeah. red. Yeah. <laughs> so much red. So much red. A little bit of white. Yes. I am I agree with you XV though. I'm a little thrown off just because the third party attempts have have trained me, conditioned me to expect a bunch of just stuff going on and there isn't. Which is fine. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that, yeah. that visual style is perfectly fine, and obviously Takara is going in a very different way, which is cool. I mean, whatever you think about third-party masterpiece stuff, I personally think it's mostly a waste of time because this happens. But yes. like, there's a lot of option to get your your higher-end style toys in the style that you want them to look. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. Um, so Cheetor, Cheetor is going to be a thing. I think a lot of people are surprised that we're getting another another maximal let alone like not megatron i think people were expecting primal megatron and then takara kind of you know washing their hands of this tribute but uh looks like we're gonna get cheetor so xv i mean what are you expecting here 
I'm expecting... Okay, so, like, Primal's Beast Mode is pretty good. Like, it goes about as far as you could expect it to in recreating the show model's Beast Mode while still being functional as a transforming toy. Mm-hmm. I cannot see how they will get anywhere near that result with Cheetor just because of how, if you'll pardon the unintentional pun, cheatsy that beast mode is and how it transforms in the show. Yeah, they're going to have to pick one or the other. Yeah, pretty much. And they will they will favor the robot mode correctly so. Yes, I but agree. But just leaves me wondering, like, how troubled is that beast mode going to end up for that result? Those back legs are going to be really thick. Um you know, the arms are going to, have to go somewhere. It's just, I have problems envisioning the beast mode of this looking particularly, what's the word, good? Yeah, no, I hear you. The other part that I'm kind of concerned about is his, uh, his beast face, which, uh-huh. uh, which in the Changes beast... shape completely. Yes, and it's also, frankly, I mean, this is like the original season one. This is not Transmetal Cheetor. This is the original Cheetor. He's got a really goofy face. It's very cartoony. Yeah, and I don't think that's bad in and of itself just because, like, um, think about uh, Dinobot especially. Like, Mm -hmm. the Beast Mode faces for those characters really became their identities through that first season. So, like, I can accept a cartoony face for the Beast Mode just because it's part of the character identity. Yeah, I just hope it translates. I hope it... I guess that's the word. I just hope it translates. I hope I hope it doesn't come across as too doofy or just kind of awkward and creepy. The other thing I'm wondering about with this is, um, okay, it's kind of a multi-part thing. So one is, of course, going to be scale versus Optimus Primal. Mm-hmm. And Cheetor, to, if I remember right, is about a head shorter than Optimus in the show. So that shouldn't be a big problem to replicate in um, the Masterpiece line. Mm-hmm. And if Primal is a little bit on the high side of like an Autobot car, I think from the comparisons we were seeing, mm-hmm. um, you know, Cheetor will probably be a little bit smaller than smaller than one of the Autobot cars. Um, you know, hopefully there will be a proportional price drop you know, for the masterpiece scale. Uh, the other thing is like, if the base unit of scale for a hypothetical line of beast wars masterpieces is Optimus primal, it's going to be interesting if, and when they do get around to like Dinobot or Megatron who Mm -hmm. are substantially bigger than Optimus. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting. What kind of, uh, I don't know how that's going to translate. You're going to get into um, choppy waters really fast when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to scale and fan interpretation and all that jazz. I mean, like Beast Wars, the cartoon was actually really consistent with the comparative heights of the characters to each other, Mm -hmm, for sure. So there there is a very solid scale to draw from for the toys if they decide to adhere to it fully. It's just yeah, it's going to make for some interesting layouts. Yes, and some interesting tweets uh, from fans, for sure. Um, Okay, boys. And by the way, uh, 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 Matt, do you want to give your five-second gut feel? I mean, that's only fair. Yes, on a a Beast Wars masterpiece toy. Yeah, whatever you guys said is fine. There you go. I kind of of thought so. To the topic at hand, uh, Grand Galvatron, uh, I think something that uh, was born of the insane minds at Takara, and everybody loved uh, at first uh, at first glance, is out, and it's in our hands, and it's on our shelves. Um, if you've been living under a rock 
Grand Galvatron is a, a Unite Warriors set that uh, includes Cyclonus, Ghost, Starscream, Armada Thrust, Breakdown from Transformers Prime, and Roller from, uh, uh, technically called, his full name is Wandering Roller, which is fun. First name Wandering, uh, Roller, comma, Wandering on his tax return. And uh, well, he, no, he's, you know, it's, it's a Japanese toy, so Wandering might be his surname. Oh, that's true. So we don't know what his name is really on his tax return. <laughs> Could be Philip for all we know. Um, anyway, these are, uh, these are five eclectic toys, some with new molding very much. So especially around the, uh, the neck up portions, beautiful, uh, Paint layouts, if random, when put together, but they work somehow. We'll talk about those in a second. And um, and really, it's the first, um, I would say, completely kind of unique and out there offering from Unite Warriors. Um, the backstory is basically that, uh, that Galvatron wants to be the next Unicron. And um, it follows the continuity, the Japanese continuity, where uh, Galvatron is dead. R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, Cyclonus visits Galvatron's grave. Galvatron overtakes Cyclonus. Hilarity ensues. Hijinks ensue. Um, and uh, for some reason, four spirits that have a grudge against Galvatron join Galvatron to uh, the possessed, uh, the Cyclonus possessed by Galvatron, join together to create gra- Grand Galvatron in grand fashion. Um, so we are going to do the only right thing and review these five beautiful, luscious toys and describe to them, to you, in audio form. Uh, XV, first of all, I'll start with you, since you're, our, again, our, our toy reviewer emeritus. Um, we all expected great things when we first saw the pictures of this. Does Grand Galvatron deliver the hype? Yes, it's very pretty. And um, any... Before we kind of methodically break down the stuff as a team, uh, anything in particular that jumped out that you didn't expect that you liked either much more uh, or much less than you expected based on pictures now that you have him? Well, okay. So, like, in the pictures, like, all of the pictures, Cyclonus had this really, uh, like, it looked like metallic paint finish. Um, Now, that seems to be just like the normal, you know, we're going to paint over a test shot in the intended colors because all the blue on Cyclonus is just plastic color, but Roller actually is just, like, covered, covered in this beautiful silver paint. Yes, he's, he's, quite, uh, he's quite striking. And it's the, um, it's the Roller mold that most people Rook love. Mold. Uh, Rook mold. That, Rook. Uh, Rook mold that most people love, 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 mm-hmm. love in every, in every version that we've gotten him in, which has been and quite, quite is, a few. And this is certainly the prettiest one so far. I like that's the thing that really grabbed me when I started unpacking this. Roller is just a really attractive toy. Mm. Hey Matt, which one of the five uh, before we break them all down? Which one of the five jump out uh, to you? Ooh, I really, really like Cyclonus. Like, just like XV pointed out, just the the metallic paint and the the different shades of purple con- mm-hmm. contrasting each other are just look really, really good. I think he's a good one to start with. He is the leader, mm-hmm. quote unquote. He is an offshoot of uh, Silver Bolts, and he's a toy that we technically have gotten here in the states, all by it, albeit with a very different paint scheme. Um, XP, talk about like what what a paint scheme can do to a toy. You know, I never knew before this 
was, you know, a thing in the offering that I wanted a Cyclonus toy that looked as much like the cartoon interpretation as possible. But I just loved this. And um, compared to the United States toy, they might as well be completely different toys. Completely different. Yes. This really Um, brings it out. Like, I like the shade of purple on the Hasbro one, but there's no denying that just the deco layout is a lot more simple. And I don't want to actually say bland because, like, it has its appeal, but this just, it goes that extra step that you can when you're Takara Tomy and you're selling a box set Mm -hmm. for $170. Yes. Import price, of course. Um, No, but I mean, like, even, um, you know, there's a few parts on it that are that bluish purple that are metallic paint, which are really pretty. But, like, the great part about it is the finish is not that different from just the base plastic color right next to it. So there's not, like, that clash of shades you would normally get with paint versus plastic parts. And, like, it's just the prettiest shade. And for most of the toy to be in it, it makes it look really attractive. The metallic purple forearms are really nice. They set off everything else. Um, you know, there's a little bit more of that in trim around the knees, too. It's a really great accent color that kind of brings everything else into focus. Um, you know, some of the some of the parts are painted over silver because they can't be molded in gray because of the mold layouts. Just the whole color balance of this. Even the, the Galvatron-ish chest plate parts on the sides of the legs, they don't really, like, stand out and clash because the deco is laid out in such a way that it all kind of just comes together and it looks like it's supposed to be there. It's, it's a really great effort. Yeah. The, um, I think the paint scheme does wonders for separating it, uh, even further from silver bolt creating like the cyclonus that makes you forget that, uh, at its core was, is effectively combining more silver bolt. Um, do you agree, Matt? Very much so. I think um, I think one of the things that uh, that really does help it, kind of like XV was describing, is like the additional colors. Even though they're subtly different from each other, shades of purples—they're all in the purple spectrum. A lot of this stuff—it just helps break up, breaks up, breaks up the silhouette. And then um, that's especially true in um, in jet mode for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially that um, uh, the cockpit and the kind of the the front end, the nose. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of paint apps kind of going on there to match the cartoon model, but it really helps uh, paint, yeah, it paint him as a Cyclonus. That's for sure. Um, let's move to a treat uh, that I think people were also terrified by, and that's Ghost Starscream. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Matt, I'm going to start with you. He's um, he's clear plastic, translucent plastic, because, you know, he's a ghost, sort of, halfway uh, in the fiction, somewhere between living and dead or, or solid and vapor. Um, from a durability standpoint, first, um, are you comfortable touching him, molding him, moving him gently, caressing well, him? Well, it's going to be one of those shows, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is now. I'll, I'll yeah. say this. Ghosts are supposed to be terrifying, so casting him in clear plastic <laughs> is quite appropriate. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So really, how does he feel durability-wise? How, how would you rate him? Um... I don't. I haven't felt anything yet that that really uh, jumps out. Is you know I'm afraid to uh, to move any joints or anything. Like it's, I'm not afraid it's going to break. Uh, his elbows are very very loose. They will hold um, a pose, but there is absolutely no friction there at all. 
Hmm. Yes. Let's see. It is a shame. Uh, mine's, my, you know, actually, I don't know if I would qualify mine as like that loose, but they are on the loose side for sure. Yeah, but I mean, Why? other than that, other than that, uh, like the knee joints and everything like that function just fine for clear plastic. I'm... How about you, XV? So I just tested. My Starscream will barely hold up the weight of its own gun on the elbows. Mm. So mm. they are quite loose. Um, we talked about this a little bit on RFC last week, and I think having the joint be a little bit loose is a good compromise against you know having them crack and shear <laughs> in the near future. Um, but like no, in terms of durability, the the fitting of the plastic is actually pretty acceptable like even the um the tabs on the legs to put it together for jet mode or one of the limb modes putting those together and taking them apart does not feel like there's any risk that they're going to like grab on and never let go again and just you know crack instead of slipping loose mm-hmm. um like part of me wants to think that was on purpose just because the clear plastic is not as resilient as the original plastic this was designed for mm-hmm. um no, I'm not particularly afraid handling this. I do regret some of the joint looseness just because, like I said, it, it, this one can barely hold up its own weapon uh, with the strength of the elbows as it is. Um, Matt, yeah. what do you think about the um, the head sculpt, the new Seeker head sculpt? Uh, I am pretty much on board with the Seeker head sculpt, but uh, his chin comes down to a point, and that... That bugs me a little bit. I don't know why. I guess I would just prefer it to be more squared off. And see, what bugs me is that the chin comes up to the middle of his face. <laughs> yeah, Sad right up to true. the right up to the bottom of his very high grimace. Yeah. Yeah, which wouldn't have uh, to be that high if his chin was a little bit lower. True. Uh, how are the shoulders on yours when when pushing them into place in robot mode? Um, I didn't have any problem with that. Um, really, at any point in this. What was wrong with yours? uh, It just takes a little more force than normal to get them to uh, lock into place in robot mode. Hmm. Hmm. Again, nothing nothing I'm worried about breaking anything. I just have to, you know, add a little bit more pressure to get it to lock in. So overall, uh, this is a, he's a, he's a rework of uh, skydive combined with skydive. Uh, Do you think overall this pulls off a seeker look, Matt? Um, it's closer than I, uh, than I would have thought if you had told me about it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. The, the wings are off, but the rest of it's totally acceptable. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's probably the best we could expect. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that this is happening at the end of, uh, <laughs> Unite Warriors and Combine Wars. Cause God help us if this was yeah, in the we, first two waves. I, I love, I love me some seekers, but I do not want an entire combiner made of them. No, but that, that may be coming still, but at least it'll be a ways away. Um, okay, so um, getting to someone who is uh, shares a name with a Conehead Seeker, I guess, if the Coneheads count as Seekers. Armada Thrust, different continuity, very different, seekers. very different mm-hmm. head. All right, so, um, so he's kind of a Seeker in spirit from a different universe. Um, Armada Thrust. Pretty sweet, I think, that they're pulling out Armada characters and Transformers Prime characters for this set. Um, he's beautiful. Uh, I, I would I would say he's really great. He's got his he's got a new head mold, of course, uh, based on Armada 
thrust. Um, black, greens. Can't really see the greens in uh, jet mode, but you can see a lot of green in robot mode. And I, I, uh, I love there's, it. There's some green in the jet mode. I guess there's some, there, certainly there's trim and such. Yeah. A different shade of green, I should say, maybe. The, 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 um, yeah, it's metallic-y. Yeah, that metallic kind of green trim um, goes away well, It's a little minty. It's minty fresh. And then, how would you describe the green in robot mode? It's, is it is it guacamole or is it? Um, you know, hmm. I've eaten a lot of guacamole in my time. Yeah, this isn't quite it. Um, but this it is closer bit, to lime. Yeah, it's not a little bit shorter pea soup. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I knew there. <laughs> I knew there was a vegetable out there that I had ingested. Well, John, technically, an avocado is a fruit. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yes, you should be on Get the Skinny. Um, anyway, I like him. I don't know. Looking at my stomach, I don't think I should. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, it's me and Kilby. So there's always, there's middle ground there to be had. Um, okay. So anyway, Armada Thrust, XV, go. What do you think? Um, you said the uh, head mold was based on Armada Thrust. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not Armada Thrust's head. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. It's kind of like how, how, um. It's a loose interpretation. Ghost Starscream's it's, got a head based up based quote unquote based on something, just like this. I mean, okay, so Ghost Starscream's head is definitely a seeker head design through a lens. Um, whereas, like this cone head head on here does not seem to correspond to anything in particular. It's certainly not a G one cone head, but I can't. I have not been able to identify a toy from a different line or continuity that has a head shape or design quite like this. I mean, I think, uh, I think what it's trying, I mean, obviously the one element that it's trying to like evoke from uh, thrust is just the way, the way that the head was uh, revealed from the, um, the cockpit window. Like that's still yeah, there. They that's did that with, yeah. I mean, that's a nice use of the paint app. Yeah. To uh, simulate the canopy on the forehead. Yes. But, I mean, just besides being, you know, a generic conehead shape that they, again, have reinterpreted somewhat, I don't really see any classic connection with this. But it's an it's an interesting looking head sculpt. Um, again, it's not particularly Armada thrustish, um, but like I like what's going on with it. I like the the layered look, like the um, the nose cones kind of sunk down into it, mm-hmm. and the vents along the chin are also kind of cool looking. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Um, it, I think it's a great head sculpt. Again, he has a great big great big chin that runs a decent way up <laughs> his face. <laughs> But, re- I mean, regardless of that and regardless of the fact that it's not really homaging anything, it's it's a really well-done head sculpt. I like it. Yeah. The one thing they did do is they did nail his colors. If you go back and look at the original Armada Thrust. Yeah, definitely. Colors are right on, spot on. So uh, so good job on that. Um, going to the, the other pretty random, um, I, I would say, callback. Transformers Prime. Um, this guy... Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let me pull him up. Breakdown. His full name, again, going back to full names, is Zombie War Breakdown. Um, <laughs> he's everybody's favorite. He's one of my favorites, one of XV's not favorites. Um, this mold and I are not friends. <laughs> the off-road mold, which, like, frankly, every Combiner's War mold at this point has had 50 iterations. Um, I mean, what can you say? He's... He's certainly the most, uh, he's not the most like paint at app rich toy. 
Um, you got the short end of the stick, I, I feel like, on at least contrasting colors. I don't know, XP. I, I'm going to start with you because you you hate him so. Uh, <laughs> does Breakdown have... Uh, what do you like about Breakdown? It's a nice shade of blue. I don't think it really like took the short end of the stick in terms of paint depth. It has what it needs to get the character look correct. Um, if you yeah. look at there's like a lot of layers of paint on the head to get the helmet to look the way it does. Mm. And even that's not entirely accurate. The um, There's too much proportion of silver like on the forehead crest. If you go back and look at the actual prime breakdown design. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like the colors here. I also like that uh, if you look at the combiner peg, it's an example of Takara has actually gated off the uh, unpaintable plastic sprue mm-hmm. uh, for the combiner peg so it could be cast in two different colors to actually get the color balance of the torso right. That is a nice touch. I will agree. Remind us again why you don't like this mold. Um, well, this instance in particular, the joints are all loose as hell, which <laughs> apparently is an issue with every version of it after off-road. Um, and, like, the original reason I didn't like the off-road mold was just because it was an aerial bot wearing a truck skin. Fair. And it wasn't really pulling that off super well either. Fair, fair. Um, Matt, what is your take on Breakdown? Um, beautiful, beautiful colors. I love the shade of blue, and it, it works really well with the uh, silvers and grays. The red on his face, I mean, I, I understand they're they're going for a certain character look here, but I don't think it, it stands out because there's not enough red anywhere else on the toy. I mean, he just has a little bit of trim along the sides in truck mode. Uh-huh. It so, reminds me of Armada Thundercracker. Mm. Mm. But mm-hmm. uh, the joints on mine are actually pretty pretty good. He uh, he holds poses, his, his hips... He is not nearly the mess that uh, Combiner Wars Ironhide was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the colors on this thing are just amazing. Burn. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I can't imagine why these these molds might be degrading. I, I, I don't know why. I, I don't but it's know not why. even all of them. It's really just this off-road mold that really took the brunt of the uh, mold and fatigue. If, and if there's anything that should be, it's either dead end or the it's helicopter. variations or the helicopter. Matt, because how many helicopters just, do you have now? Well, I don't have Victorion yet, so I actually just have the uh, Alpha Bravo Blades and Vortex. No G2? <laughs> oh, no, what? there was no Alpha Bravo in the G2. Never mind. There no. should have been, but there wasn't. Well, it, it, there's still hope, I guess. Yeah. You know. Nice gold helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, uh, I mean, great. you know, I've still got a Combiner Wars Bruticus coming. Yes. So there's another one. And, and a G2 uh, Bruticus. And, yeah, and a club figure, Spinister. Spinister, and yeah. yeah. Victorion, there's two more. Yeah. So, God, yes, there will be no shortage of helicopters. A uh, Valdigus. <sighs> Don't forget your Valdigus. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Yes, Valdigus. Oh, and I have the Takara Defensor as well, so I have two blades. <laughs> So, and again, yeah. again, this is not counting uh, Victorian, right? Because that's Correct. coming, right? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, like, you are getting her, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, regardless of the fact that there's two. Okay, so you got, you're not yes. foolish here. So you've got four now, and you've got another five at least coming. At least. Mm. Yeah. Great googly yeah. moogly. Um, okay. 
close out closing out. But the, I uh, still won't. I still won't have as many as I will have of that breakdown streetwise mold. Oh, anyway, um, uh, zombie war breakdown. Really nice looking truck mode. Very yeah, nice. I do like. Just want to get that out there. Yes, and he makes a fine leg. Um, uh, so better that. leg than he would be an arm, just because yes. those connections in the robot's legs don't hold together very well either. Mm. Uh, last one. Uh, everybody's uh, certainly in everybody's top uh, five. I feel all time Combiner Wars molds. Oh, Rook. I thought you were going to say top five of this set. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be an excellent joke. I wish I had made it. Uh, anyway, a Roller Wandering Roller based on Rook. It's Rook with a hand. Um, he's very pretty. So, like yeah. XV said, top of the show. I don't know. Anything else to add, XV, other than, like, he's got a great color scheme and he pulls it off well? Um, all the joint fittings on mine are pretty good. I was having some trouble initially getting uh, one of the arms to swivel, but that's kind of worked itself out over time. I think the mold flash is kind of... Uh, either you know snapped off under its own stress or just kind of smoothed itself down mm-hmm. so like i don't it's pretty pretty solid it's actually a little bit better than uh the rook i have in terms of joint strength like this mm-hmm. if you put something on its arm port the elbow doesn't collapse how about that plus i can't really complain about anything that has orange as a supporting color yes yes except maybe to say that it's not the primary color but I wasn't expecting the um, the brown on here either. That wasn't really translating in the photos, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of uh, took on a gray in, in photos. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. there's a good bit of it, too. It's in his chest, it's in his legs, it's his head. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Matt, what do you think of, uh, of Roller? Well, I have always been in love with this mold, and it is great. Um, I did notice uh, his 5mm ports in his fists. One is... A little bit loose. I mean, it'll still hold his weapon. It's not as bad as the uh, Botcon Tarantulas version of this. But the the one port on on my figure, it's the left arm. It's just a little bit loose. Uh, I tried mine. They both feel pretty good. So I think you might have just got a uh, slight mismold or something. Yeah. Man. Oh, well. Say uh, la vie. Uh, that's, still, that's still certainly not enough to, uh, to ruin him, I feel. Um, oh, certainly not. So... The only thing left to talk about, really, is Grand Galvatron himself um, and the torso. Hey, it's Toy Galvatron with a with a buttload of paint apps. Um, so so nice. So so nice. XV, kick off this part. Um, I mean, what can you say about this torso? It's uh, it's a work of art. It sells the Galvatron thing to me a lot better than the Hasbro one. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because the Galvatron parts are a distinct color from the rest of the toy, so it's a lot easier to separate that part of the visual identity. Um, you know, with the Hasbro one, it's all just a big mass of purple, and yeah, you can see, you know, they're, they're Galvatron-ish details, but it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't claim the identity the same way this does. Um, and then you know, you get like. Uh, the back of Cyclonus's forearms are left unpainted gray so that you get that part of the deco unified too. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of nice tricks in this to really change it from the cartoony Cyclonus colors into toy Galvatron colors. And I'm really impressed with how they succeeded at that. Yes, for sure. Matt, um, talk about Grand Galvatron. Go! Uh, yeah, the color change gimmick is pretty freaking amazing. 
And <laughs> um, though the only place I can say I would I prefer the uh, Hasbro and over is his uh, four pack abs, where the Hasbro's mm. painted red and the the Unite Warriors is painted silver. But I mean that's a nitpick I am willing to look over because this thing is pretty. Yeah, and again that's that's toy versus cartoon yeah. detailing. So I mean it kind of goes with the territory. I see what you mean. I like the the silver four pack, but I, the red's also nice too because I'm used to that as just a common Galvatron element. Is there a uh, uh... Is there any uh, thought on, again, kind of like looking at this is another – every time we get a set of Combiner Wars, no matter what the uh, combination of molds is, it's kind of a chance to reevaluate like who was the greatest torso in the history of Combiner Wars. Silver, silver bolt. Yes. Is, <laughs> yeah. this, uh, is this confirmation once again? The, the first and the best. Absolutely. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is hard to top. Just the solidness and really the proportions, I think. Of this I torso. mean, this, it had the transformation design to really manage uh, the right layout of torso so that you get the most limb flexibility, the most solid appearance. Um, it's just something that the other toys that it had to work in different ways didn't really have the opportunity to match. Um, you can make a case for Sky Rain. But at the same time, that's because the other two modes are barely doing anything on their own uh, that really requires the torso to have to compromise. Mm-hmm. Now, if if Skyrim's tolerances were a little bit better, uh, mm-hmm. I would I would agree that he would be right up there. But I mean, for Silverbolt alone, the sheer the sheer brilliance of whoever designed it, having him basically stand on his head, yeah, to to change the pro- the proportions of the torso mode, that was a brilliant move. Yeah, I, I wish I wish either Hotspot or Optimus could have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a neat trick, and like you said, it's uh, what it does is it gives him kind of superhero proportions that the other mm-hmm. ones the other ones don't. They kind of become blocks, basically. Yeah. Um, very evocative of the original Scramble City, but not in a good way. Um, <laughs> so to uh, so to wrap up, Grand Galvatron. Um, any closing thoughts, XV, on this this random but uh, highly effective set? I mean, I. I wanted to buy this just because it was such a random, unexpected collection of stuff. Like, if you remember Transformers Cloud, a lot of what's in this set kind of feels like that line of thinking applied to a whole combiner set. And that just, it really appeals to me. And I almost feel like it's a bonus that all the toys that came out of it are really, really pretty. And one just really, really scary. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Matt, closing thoughts. Um, I mean, I love this. I am so glad I bought it, and I'm really hoping that uh, they do something weird and out there with their with the the Skylinks mold for their version. Yes, like I, I want I want to see something in this vein again. Yes, you want to see Griffin with purple seeker limbs, <laughs> or just for some reason make him steel jaw or something like that. He's like <laughs> he's like a ten story steel jaw. Um, so Matt, um, have you been brave enough yet to turn Starscream into a leg? Oh. No, me either. Oh God, um, yeah, we're, we don't have. A, we're not in that tax bracket. We can't just risk breaking him, shattering him, buying a new set. One other thing I wanted to bring up, though, what do you guys think about um, Cyclonus's gun being kind of co-opted into Galvatron's particle cannon? I mean, it's fun. It 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 it, it works ish. It's fine. It's certainly. I mean, because it's because it's so accurately um, decoed. 
it certainly works as best as it could. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Matt, what do you think? I mean, there's there's not a good way to attach it to an arm to really to make yeah, it. Yeah, you, you've got I the mean, it, it's first. Yeah, it sticks too far off of his arm, though, for me. Like, I don't think it's very aesthetically pleasing. It, it works, but eh. And I like, wish there was a better way. I, for me, I feel like it only works if the arm is pointed down or is in an otherwise basically at-rest position. Mm-hmm. Because yes. where the shoulder joint is and where this has to attach, it ends up being too high up if you're trying to point it forward. There's not... Galvatron's cannon was attached to like the forearm usually, wasn't it? So yes. it, it could be leveled more naturally. There's not... Like you said, there's not really a way to do that with this... I like the effort. Um, I kind of don't like that Cyclonus then does not get to have a gun to himself, really, because even if you split this apart, it's still obviously a part of what's trying to be a Galvatron cannon. Mm. Um, But, I mean, to make do with what is available in the set, it's not a bad outcome, and I like that, you know, it's another chance for more of that nice metallic paint on the back end of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oh, what's that? I hear... I hear third party calling. I hear I hear I hear the need for a connector plate. Uh, um Hisashi Yuki tweeted out a picture uh with Grand Galvatron and the um Japanese version of Titan's Return Galvatron. Oh yes. And apparently Titan's Return Galvatron's cannon can peg somewhere onto one of the seeker arms. Yes, 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 yes. So there you go. Uh a third party Galvatron cannon for Grand Galvatron. Make it happen. Render form. I think render form. Yeah, I think render form actually had a prototype for that at uh, 2015. Sure. Why not? I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to happen. Now, I'm sure it's probably render form is going to do it. Uh, hey, render form. Give us a shout out um, <laughs> if you want some uh, some ad time, huh? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, I will. <laughs> I will run an ad myself right about now. Hey, everybody. Do you want to give uh, some shekels to Brian Kilby without even trying? Of course you do. So why don't you go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping that away. That away when you check out uh, with your Amazon loot, some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pocket. And you don't even know. You don't even pay extra. It's just uh, that Amazon shaves off uh, a little bit of their profit and hands it over to Mr. Mr. Kilby so he can keep the lights on, keep the podcasts going flowing. And free, as if we would charge for this. Anyway, we would pay for this. Yes. Anyway, but the thread is there. If you don't go to tfradio.net slash Amazon, do your shopping. Thanks a lot. We would really appreciate that support. And we do appreciate you listening to this uh, shameless ad in the conversation that preceded it. Um, so for Brian Kilby's crew, that would be John, Matt, and XB on this little show. Uh, We will see you on the next RFC minicast. Shekels? Shekels. Dimes. uh, um, Tuppins. Pounds. uh, uh, Rubies. You know Tuppins is two cents, right? That's that's less. That's like all he's getting out of this. It's a very small cut, guys. Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon a lot. A lot, a lot. Music provided by bensound.com.